0: Thank you for having me, Ganesha. It's been an honor. And I want to honor you because you know what? The best teachers are the best uh, students. And and I saw you taking so much notes. And you're an amazing teacher. You do amazing things out there, empowering women. And, you know, you're one of those people that is always learning because the more you learn, the more you can offer to your people. So I honor you for being an amazing teacher and a student. And it's been a pleasure uh, being here with you. So thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Sandra Bravo and you're tuning into the Soul Rich Woman show with Ganesha Aurora for women who love the F-word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence and family. You can have it all.
1: A strong and independent woman is something to behold. She pays her own bills, buys her own things and she doesn't let a man affect her stability or self-confidence. She is a soul-rich woman. Are you ready to be rich doing what you love? Be on purpose and in control of your life again. At For Women Who Love the F Word podcast, we will be openly talking about getting more clients online, getting recognition as the leader and female entrepreneur, and also the F Word, being fabulous, having freedom, and financial independence. It's time to own and love the F Word. Welcome to the show. Hello and a very good morning and welcome to Soul Rich Woman TV. For women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence and family. You can have it all. Welcome on this Amazing morning interview that we are going to do with this very super amazing lady whom I've met. And she was a host of this virtual um, event that we did together with Success Resource. With and I just felt that her energy was super amazing because when I researched about her and I read about her, this lady, she is doing super amazing, a lot of work. Okay, so let me tell you who this person is before I bring her on to the show. Now, Sandra has a wealth of experience, including a decade managing sales teams, 15 years in the corporate entrepreneurship and has more than nine years speaking at international events. She is a certified master practitioner at NLP, speakers training, best-selling author and international keynote speaker. As a single mother of two and owner of three businesses, Sandra believes deeply in the power of female On empowerment okay as as, and she's super amazing okay let me tell you this this more about this lady she has spoken in over 13 countries and trained over 15,000 students sandra brings a wealth of knowledge and passion for her practice now she has this very pure determination will and super self-motivated because Establishing her own business called Amazing, okay, to support like-minded women. Sandra channels her energy into transforming female-led businesses and supporting their personal enrichment through public speaking. Wow. I just want to say good morning to Lynn, Eugene, Akemi. Um, and of course uh, any all of you who is watching this live right now we are so stoked to have this super amazing guest all the way from Australia well let's bring on Sandra Bravo. Let's welcome
0: this beautiful, amazing lady. Hi, Sandra. How are you doing today? Good morning, Janesha. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure for me to be here with you and all of the amazing women that are constantly working on themselves and ready to be empowered. It's an honor. Thank you.
1: I really loved um, you know meeting you and I saw your energy and you were the host and still is the host for all the virtual events right now for success resources and you are speaking also at multiple virtual summits and you are so powerful. Where do you find all this power from? like was it way within yourself before
0: or how did you discover
1: this journey?
0: Well, I truly believe that once you discover what your gift is and you're living into your life purpose, all of a sudden it becomes a joy. You know, the morning comes and I wake up before my alarm excited because I have clear direction and I know what I'm going to do and I'm full of purpose. And I believe that empowering and serving others really feeds the soul and I'm, I'm fulfilled, I'm full when I'm doing what I love. So, you know, when you're doing something you don't like or you're in a job that you despise or anything like that, Everything becomes a drag. It's hard to get out of bed. The alarm rings. You have all the excuses why you don't want to do it. You start to feel unwell. You start to overeat and all that. And that's a really good sign that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you're not living into your life purpose. And, you know, I had the privilege to discover my life purpose about nearly 10 years ago. And ever since, I never look back, you know, life is different. You're excited to do things and you're excited to take care of your health and your relationships and your family and to help others because you're in line with your purpose. And that's, I guess, where the energy and the passion comes from.
1: And you've spoken in, you know, 13 countries and 15,000 students. I mean, how do you... Decide that you will want to go on to this journey where you're a speaker, you're a trainer, and I even see you alongside T. Half Echo. Tell us more about this part about your journey.
0: Yes, the havaker was a, a pivotal change in my life. So back in the day when I used to have a full-time job for Flight Centre Limited in Australia, which is one of the largest travel agencies have chains in Australia. And I was definitely 10 years. I loved it before I had kids. It was fun. I made good money. I got to travel. I got to party a lot. And then uh, my babies were born. I'm the mother of two beautiful girls, Alana, who is 13 already, and Brianna, who's 10. And after my babies were born, When I was feeling really lost, Janisha, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I'm I'm originally from Mexico, hence the accent. And so all my family is back in Mexico and the daddy's family is all in England. So we didn't have any family to to help with the kids. So I just take my kids to childcare. And it was awful. I I used to drag them out of bed at, you know, six in the morning when it's still dark and cold, take them to childcare, leave them with the strangers and have them crying, pulling off my lap, saying, mommy, don't leave me. And it was heartbreaking for me having to take the little hands off my lap and wipe my tears and go to work for 8, 10, 12 hours a day to come back at night when it's dark again to pick them up all snotty and tired and cranky, to barely have time to bath them, to feed them dinner, put them to bed and do the same thing the next day again. I was hating it. I I felt like I was trapped and I mean that's not what I wanted for my life, you know. I felt like, okay, do I quit my job and stay home with my babies? give up my lifestyle, which means I can't travel to Mexico once or twice a year to see my family, or do I uh, stay in my job, keep my lifestyle, and then feel like a guilty mother every day, Missing out in all, all of their milestones and their important moments. And I felt like, no, I don't, I think it's unfair for women having to face that T-intersection of having to choose one or the other. When, as you said, Ganesha, and I love your saying, we can have it all. And that's when I started my my journey of personal development and soul searching going, well, there's got to be a way to have them both. I want to keep my life lifestyle and be a present mom for my kids. And so that's how I came across T.H.A. Baker through one of Success Resources events, um, the National Achievers Congress. I saw her on the stage. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to learn everything this man has. I enrolled into all of his courses, and then I, I took them all as a student. And a year later... It was when they were on a stage that I thought, oh, my God, I think this is what I want to do. I think this is what I love. I want to be a speaker, you know, and not just any speaker, but I want to be a speaker and trainer for Tija Becker and Success Resources. So I went along to his uh, Making the Stage $40,000 program. And because, um, you know, I had all the little voices in my head, all the limiting beliefs that I'm sure you're familiar with. You're too sure no one will be able to see you on the stage. You have an accent. No one will be able to understand what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the voice can go on forever. And, um, and it was until I got up on the stage once and I had the, the courage to finally make a public declaration saying, this is what I want to do. I want to be a speaker. And it's amazing, Anisha. once, because you can think it all day long, but once I had the courage to say it out loud, to put that vibration of energy into the universe, the universe started to put all the pieces of the puzzle together to make it happen. And all of these people that heard me saying, started approaching me saying, I think you would be really good. You have amazing energy. You're so inspiring. Every time I'm around you, my I feel my vibration of energy gets higher and and uplifting and so the more that people told me the more i started to believe oh maybe i can do this so i am rolling to house uh, uh making the stage program and it's a it's a, a place where you get to present in front of half and all of his uh, world-class trainers. And I was so nervous, Ganesha. That I barely slept for the week. It was in Thailand for a week. I barely slept. I was down on the beach grounding myself barefoot to connect with the energy of Mother Air every day, doing my declarations. And I, I barely ate. I barely slept. I was so nervous. I knew this... This is what I wanted, and it was my chance to make it happen. So the big day came when I got to present it in front of Harv and, and all of his trainers, and, um, you know, he was very impressed. Out of um, It was a very intimate event, so that day in the room, there was, like, about 67 people, and out of the 67 people, they chose one person to start um, assistant training for Harv, and that one person was me. It was life-changing.
1: Wow. Yeah. And, and 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 what what went through your mind? I mean, you were chosen, you know, even though you, like you said, you know, what is this short girl doing there? People can't see you, you know, you, the people can't understand your accent. How did you overcome those limiting beliefs to be the public speaker that you are today and to manifest your dreams?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm a big believer of uh, vision boards and visualizing, being clear on your goals. So I believe that the first step is you gotta know what you want, otherwise you can't get it if you're not even clear on what you want. So for me, it was becoming clear, oh, my God, this is me. This is what I would love to do. So once I became clear, I put it on my vision board on, on the side of my uh, my wall in my bedroom back then. I was living in Melbourne. I, I live in Gold Coast, Australia now. And, um, and I started to put my alarm one hour earlier every morning. So instead of getting up at 6 to get kids ready and everything, I used to get up at 5 and I used to sit on my bed and just meditate and visualize. And I wouldn't get out of it until I got that split second of certainty of I've got this, I can do this. And so, because for me, Ganesha, I think visualizing and taking action go hand in hand. You can visualize all day long, but if you don't take action, it's not gonna fall out of the sky. And you can take action all day long, which I see so often these days with entrepreneurs, you know, they're just busy, busy, busy 24 hours a day, but they don't take the time to go within. They don't take the time to work on their mindset. They don't take the time to be complete. What is it that I want so that my actions, I can think, okay, is my action today is getting me closer or further away from my goal rather than just being busy all day, but I don't know what I'm accomplishing. You know, being busy is not the same as being productive and accomplishing and being effective. So for me, it's both like visualize, be clear on your goals, what you want. That's when I became clear what I wanted to do and then taking action. So I thought, you know, what's the fastest way for me to get there Well, enrolling to these? Um, so after have decided to choose me that day, obviously my life took a 180 turn degree. I didn't quit my job straight away. So I started to get offers for um, speaking at events. I was doing a lot of Asia back then. And I still have my full time job. And I always say to my to my women and my clients that I coach, you never quit your main source of income until you have replaced it. Because a mistake that I see often is they get all excited, I'm gonna go do this, boom, and they quit everything. And of course, anything new, a new business, a new venture, a new anything takes time to build to get the momentum. So what happens after three months, you're working on the new thing, but it's not giving you the income yet and now you become all stressed because you're not making ends meet because you left your main source of income so now of course the stress kicks in you can't focus properly and it all goes down the drain so I always say you never leave your main source of income until you've replaced it so you've made the same or more at least three months in a row and so that's what I did I stayed in my job for another month nine nine to ten months um while well, i was still speaking so it was tough like i would finish work you know on a wednesday or thursday night go straight to the airport jump in a plane fly overnight and back in the days i was still flying uh economy class not business like i do now so it's hard to rest when you're uh you know in economy class so i would fly overnight get off in the morning get up on a stage for three days finish on sunday night exhausted jump in a plane fly overnight, come home, get out of the airport Monday morning, go to work, exhausted. I remember I was crying every flight like because I miss my babies, because I was exhausted, but I knew it was a short-term sacrifice for a long-term reward, because I thought I can quit now, which many people do when it gets difficult. And I can go back to the same and nothing will change. Or I can just push through this difficult time knowing the reward will come. I'll have the time and money freedom later to have my lifestyle to be with my kids and all of that. And that's what I did. I juggled a full-time job and speaking for a full year. And then eventually when I was making a lot more money speaking than my job did, then I quit my job after 10 years of being there. And that was a pivotal time in my life. And, And that's when I went full into my business.
1: Yeah, I love it that you talk about personal development. I mean, in all in all, you invested in yourself by going for the program and you were on this job. But what made you want to invest in personal development? I mean, $40,000 for making a stage is not a low value program, but the fact that you saw that opportunity, what made you take that step?
0: That's a great question, Janisha. And that's because I was doubling for a full year before then. So I was trying this, trying that. I was like doing a stock trading. You know, lost all this money, that is not for me. I wanted to try internet marketing and, and real estate and all of these things. And I realized that what I was chasing, I was chasing bright, shiny objects. And these days, I see that the number one reason why people don't become successful is because they keep chasing the, shy, bright, uh, the, the shiny bright object, and you know they go, "Oh, that person did really well doing that. I'm gonna try to." That person did really well. I'm going to try it too. So I was one of those. I'm guilty of that. I tried it all. And then I realized, you know what? It's not my personality. It's not what I love. There's only so much you can do something for money if it's not your, your gift, your your vocation, your passion, the thing that you love, you know? And so after, I guess, eliminating everything what's not, then I realized this is my passion. And then all the dots connected because I started to remember When I was little in primary school, if I had to memorize anything or read a book or whatever that I hated because I couldn't concentrate, my way to trick my mind into it was to play that I was a teacher. So I would put the teddy bears on the couches in my parents' living room. I would stand on the step. It was like the stage, And I would teach the teddy bears whatever I had to read. And that was the only way to trick my mind to believe it, right? Then in high school, whenever we had to read a book and my friends didn't do it, I had it, I would put my alarm at 4 a.m., read the book when, it's, when my mind is fresh so the, the thing can stick. And then I would get to school and teach all my friends. So they would pass exam even though they didn't do it. But I did it because I love teaching them. So all the dots connected going... Do you know what? Ever since I was a child, whenever I had a little group of friends, a little audience, I loved teaching and speaking and speaking. So it makes sense, you know, but when it's right outside of your awareness and the blind spot, you can't see it. So once I started connecting the dots, it's like, OK, I tried all of these things. It's not my personality. It's not for me. I hate it. This is my thing. And that's when I went, do you know what? I'm not going in to try it anymore to see if it works. I'm going all out and that's when I eliminated all of the other distractions and I made the commitment plus I knew that if it hurt me financially because it was a big investment then I would care about it that something that cost me very little or was free nah, it doesn't work it's too difficult goodbye you know like it's it's so important to make a financial commitment because then you you're putting all of you on the line 100% committed and that's what happened for me
1: I, I love that, and also I, I'm just very curious when you finally connected the dots, and you know you were managing uh, the your your career, and then before you you did one year of uh, speaking before you, eventually you left because you you wanted to keep the main source of income, but having coming from you said from Mexico, right? When where you were from, I mean, were dreams encouraged in girls?
0: Yes, so the thing is it's a um mexico is still a very kind of male dominated culture you know i'm I'm the only girl I have three brothers and my parents, so I was very Overprotected how I was growing up. Good luck to any boy wanting to be my boyfriend in my late teens because, like, you have to get past my parents and three brothers. Good luck, right? So what happens is um, when I was little, I used to sit in front of the travel channel that we used to get from America into Mexico, and I was, like, fascinated. I was like, wow, I want to go to all these places in person. I don't want to just see them on the TV. So I always had the dream to travel, and I always talked about it as I was growing up. So my parents always said, when you finish university when you finish university you know mexico i think it's very similar to you guys in asia we're very academic oriented so gotta finish your your uh, university degree so i'm like okay whatever so i chose uh, it computers just just for the sake of it because for me finishing a degree meant my freedom to ticket i could buy my airplane and go traveling and that's exactly how it happened. I actually finished my university degree six months before anyone else in my generation. And they used to say, you're so lucky, you're so smart. I'm like, no, I'm not lucky and I'm not smart. I get up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m. because I know what I want. And giving this degree to my parents will mean they'll let me travel, you know. So as soon as I finished less than two months, I was off. I bought my ticket. I went to Canada for a year with friends and I went to Europe for another year traveling the world. And then I I traveled for about three and a half years by myself. and and then I ended up in Australia. And um, so, you know, as, as I was going through this journey of quitting my full time job, whenever I felt weak or doubtful or whatever, I remember. Okay, wait, when I wanted to be in the swimming team, I did it and I went to the nationals and won a silver medal. When I wanted to travel, I, I did the degree for my parents so I could go on travel. Do you know what I mean? It's a really good tool to remember what's the one little thing you've accomplished in the past because that wires the thinking, the neurons in the brain to go actually I am resourceful, I am I'm determined. When I want something, man, it's not nothing is gonna get on the way. So just reminding ourselves of those traits that, that we have. And you know what? Once I started speaking, I still didn't know my niche. I, I knew it was in the personal development, but the personal development is a big ocean, you know? I needed to find a small niche inside the ocean. So I didn't know, and, and this is the thing, it's not something that gets revealed to you overnight. Ta-da, Ganesha, this-, <laughs> this is what you get. You know what it's like? It's like when there's a big storm in the car and the um, wipers are going super fast, <laughs> and you can, you know, like one meter in front, and you're just trusting, right? Well, as long as i can see a little bit in between the rain and the dark i'll just keep going this is the same with life and discovering your life purpose as long as i can see that little next step i'll just take it I, i'll trust and the rest will be revealed so after being on a stage many stages around the world with many different audiences I found something in common that I'm sure it probably happened to you, Genesia. Yeah. I used to attract a lot of women. So every time I got off a stage and share my story that would come, Oh my God, I totally resonate with you, your story. I'm in the same boat. Blah, blah. I want to do this, but I don't know how to accomplish it. And I realized every time I asked why you're not doing it, because I would see so much talent in these women, different industries, you know? And I was like, man, why are you not doing it? The answer was always the same. Whatever came out of the mouth, that was just the words, but the common denominator was they didn't believe they were good enough. And I realized, you know what? It doesn't matter what country, what cultural background you were brought up, what language you speak, I realized the common theme across the board is this woman doesn't believe she's good enough. And that's the only reason why she's being held back and not going all out. And that's when I want. That's it. I'm doing women empowerment. I've got to protect these women's confidence and show them that they are good enough to do what they think. And you know what is lagging is yeah, your husband your son, your brother, your dad, they can tell you, Genesia, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're resourceful. And it means one thing. But when another woman tells you, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're resourceful, all of a sudden, it means a whole new thing. And just like a successful man has a, successful woman behind a successful woman has a group of successful women behind holding her back because we need of each other. We're here to uplift each other and to push each other up the ladder rather than pull them back into the bucket like the crabs do, you know? So that that's when I really discovered this is my niche. This is what I want to do.
1: And also how do you communicate that with your daughters? I mean, Alana is thirteen and the other younger one is ten. And how do you communicate this good vibes where, you know, you are good enough, you are really awesome? I mean, teaching to daughters, I mean we learning ourselves is one thing, but really teaching to our daughters is another
0: yes it is and and you know i love that topic because being a mother is like okay sandra this is your test now you put into practice everything you teach because it's easier said than done right so First of all, for me, a big lesson was to learn the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, because a fixed mindset is thinking you're good enough, so you should be good at everything, you should know it all. And so when Alana was a baby, that's what I used to say, oh, baby, you're so smart, you're so good, you're so this, until I learned later the difference, and I went, oh, no, because this is a big mistake. Kids that believe they're smart, guess what? They cannot make mistakes because it just crushes their self-esteem they, they they they're supposed to know it all they're supposed to do it good so it's the worst thing we can do to tell our kids you're smart you're amazing you this so ever since i changed my vocabulary and i always say to my kids oh you're very resourceful oh you're very creative oh i see you didn't give up you kept trying so when little brie was learning to write her bag and she kept falling and scraping the knee i was like good you just need more practice and practice and practice and then she would be like mom guess what i didn't fall today i'm very resourceful you know or when they don't know how to do anything it's like well who can you ask? Can you Google it? Like how? And once I figure it out, I'm like, well, you're very resourceful. I'm sure you'll figure out the way. See, resourceful doesn't mean you're smart. You know it all. Resourceful means you're going to make mistakes. You, you just have to practice. You have to repeat. You can become good at anything you want as long as you put in the repetition, you know, and do it over and over again. So now when they can't do something and they're frustrated, they believe it's okay because it's part of it. So when they find a the way, they say to me, mom, I'm very proud of myself. I'm very resourceful. And that's the other thing. When they do something good or they accomplish something, I say, are you proud of yourself? You must be so proud of yourself. I don't say I'm proud of yourself because that wires kids for external recognition. And, and you have probably seen it, Genesha, as adults, there's so many issues that go on because we're constantly wanting approval. From the external world rather than being able to find it within. So, with my kids, even though I'm dying to say, I'm so proud, I'll tell my friends, you know, I'm so proud of Alana or Brianna. But to my kids, I'll say, I'll say, oh, you must be so proud of yourself. What does it feel like to be such a big success? So, I put everything internally, and then they go, oh, it feels good, mom. Yes, I'm so proud of myself, mom. I'm very resourceful. So, you know, just learning that words are powerful and our vocabulary matters.
1: Do you have a book on vocabulary for mothers like us? <laughs> I think that should be your next, uh, like a mini ebook that you should have a downloadable. These are the words that you should be speaking to your daughters for the next generation. Rise them up. Daughters of the next generation who are resourceful, creative, and so proud of themselves. How does That's it feel true. to have that? Wow,
0: I, I really love that. I really love that.
1: And That's we what I'm mean, gonna
0: about- when I, when I do. Neurolinguistic programming, you know. Last year, when I got certified, because of the the power of the words and had the the brain and the subconscious uh, things, and and of course, we're role models, you know. I'm not gonna tell my kids don't drink a, a can of Coke if I'm gonna drink it myself. You know what I mean? Don't have any more chips if I'm stuffing myself with chips. So the kids and adults, they won't do what you tell them to do. They'll do what they watch you doing. So, you know, if they watch me having a mug of hot water in the morning or my green drink, or if they see me have, you know, my celery juice, because it's alkaline, whatever, then eventually, guess what? Alana goes, oh, mom, can I have some of that? Can I try some of that? You know, it's like, because you, you're leading by example, you're being a role model. You know, with Alana, Yanisha, um, for example, right now, we're in the process of choosing a new school and we went to visit four of them and blah, blah. And... Her daddy and I knew exactly what we want, but I didn't want to push it down. So she's like, Oh, mom, I don't know between IRB. And I said, Look, honey, I'm going to give you my thoughts, my pros and cons of each. The final decision is you. And regardless of what you decide, I will support you she looked at me like shocked because she thought that we're gonna force her to go to the school that we know is the best right but a 13 year old you you can't do that because you know what it's gonna be so easy to not go all out because then it's easy to blame well you forced me to go there i didn't want to so i'm already empowering her to make her own decisions and guess what the minute i said i'm just gonna share with you my thoughts but the final decision is yours and whatever you decide i'll support you all of a sudden first the stress dropped the the wall of protection dropped and now she's calling all the friends going well this is the process what do you, what should i do because it's my decision if i make a mistake it's like i face the consequences and you know i'm all excited going oh my god i wish i learned that at 13 because now she not well if it's the wrong decision so what you take another decision but now you can't blame anyone it's about being at cause, you know I made the decision, I'm gonna face the consequences, whatever happens. And it's like that empowering of it's hard, of course, sometimes to say, no, you must go to this school, but that's the old way. That's that's not how we do it these days.
1: And how do you address the part of fear? I mean, knowing that you know we are all knowing, I mean, we're all learning, improving in our personal development, chasing our dreams and empowering other women through our programs, coaching products. So Fear is something that we deal with. Do you have some techniques or phrases or words that we can help a woman right now going through the season of a challenging times as this, yes. overcoming her fears?
0: Yes, I, I love that you brought that up. And three three things immediately came to my mind. And the first one is the more vulnerable you are, the easier it is to overcome the fear. So, For example, when I had the fear of an accident, because when I first moved to Australia, right, I'm working in a travel agency and there would be people that walk in, talk to me, and after I open my mouth for two minutes, they would look at me like this and go, can I talk to someone else? And that crushed my self-esteem. It was because of my accent. They could barely understand, right? So what happens is ever since. And when I started on, to speak on a stage, the first thing I would do as soon as I got up on a stage, my name is Sandra Bravo. I'm from Mexico in case you're trying to guess the accent, blah, blah, blah. So the thing that you fear the most, bring it over straight away, get over it. So guess what? I turned my weakness into my strength. Because now people will go, oh, your accent is so unique, blah, blah. Guess what? Now I love my accent. I'm not scared of my accent. But you know, instead of, I know people are going to be sitting there on the audience going, This woman has an accent. What is she saying? Where where is the accent from? I just say it straight away. I'm Sandra. I, I am from Mexico originally, but I've lived in Australia for nearly half of my life in case you're trying to guess the accent. So vulnerability, right? The thing that you're more scared of, share it. If you messed up, if you made a big mistake, share it in public because that's when people connect with you because they know you're being authentic, you know? Nobody's perfect. I'm not going to say, oh, everything in my life is perfect. It's like, no, we all go through our moments, right? So the more that you share it. Now, in terms of vocabulary, this is something that I do often with my kids. Mom, I've got to do my speech. I'm really nervous. No, you're excited, honey. No, mom, I'm nervous. Okay, how does nervous feel in your body? Well, I feel like butterflies in my tummies. How do you feel when you're excited? Well, I feel butterflies in my tummy. So your body feels the same. How about you trick your brain now, then, to believe, "Oh, mom, I'm really excited about my speech," instead of saying, "I'm really scared" or "I'm really nervous." If the if the physical reaction of that emotion is the same, butterflies in your tummy, let's rephrase it. And guess what? Once or twice, when I've said, "Oh my God, I'm really nervous," my daughter goes, "No, mom, you're very excited." I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm having a that what I'm saying to them, right? So it's like just doing it. And and you know what's the worst thing? You make the wrong decision, well, then make another decision faster. Because the thing is, the sooner you make a decision, despite of how scared you are, the sooner you'll find out if it's good or or, or if it's right or wrong. So if it was right, fantastic. You just avoided yourself a month of procrastination. If it was wrong, fantastic. The sooner you find that, the sooner you can make another decision, right? So it's just like, tricking ourselves into it to talk about it, make it public, be vulnerable and just trick your mind to believe, oh my God, I'm getting butterflies in my tummy. That's because I'm really excited rather than I'm really stressed or nervous.
1: And then we talk about approval of others, right? How, you know, we don't want our, you know, there's a lot of women who are seeking external approval to really show that they are confident. Because for me, I mean, having juggling work and studies at the same time when I was young as 14 years old, started to work and support myself through school. And I realized that the need to seek approval because of the way I was being brought up and the way I was, and eventually later overcoming this, was not an easy journey, right? To first gaining awareness that we need approval of others, and then later on realizing that the true strength and confidence comes from within. What would you help another woman today, Sandra, that you know she don't even know that she needs an approval for others. And what are in your journey that you two have experienced that have helped you to overcome this need?
0: Yes, and, and you said it beautifully, um, Ganesha. It has to start from within. I heard you share your story the other day with um, Success Resources Virtual, which was really beautiful. And, you know, I had a similar story that the early teenage years for a girl, for a female, are really tough because when you're 13, 14, 15, it's competitive, it's bitchy, it's bully. It's like everything is comparing and it's tough. And many of us as adult women, grow up with wounds from those early teenage years. And the thing is working on yourself to get rid of those wounds because otherwise they keep hunting us like ghosts and it's this heavy baggage that we're carrying on our backs continuously. So the first thing is to work on yourself more then you work on your business or your job or whatever it is that you do for a living. I always say mindset is 80% of the equation. 20% is the the mechanics, the strategy of it. You know, if you want to learn how to do whatever, an online business or internet or trading or real estate, yeah, that's fine. You can learn it and be really good at it. But if you don't have 80% of the question, which is the mindset, you're going to find a way to sabotage your success. So it's very important that you put that 80% first, which is working on yourself, personal development mindset. A really powerful strategy, Genesia, is journaling in the mornings or at night to release All the trapped emotions that we have from childhood and from those teenage years, especially as women, because those trapped emotions that we never release become energy blocks in the subconscious, which now stop you from attracting all the good that you want and that you deserve to have. So a very powerful thing is to grab your journal and write in the morning or at night. When I think of those girls, when I was in year seven... And there was a special event at a school and and instead of wearing uniform, we were allowed to wear our own clothes. And I had this pretty pink dress with um, some uh, white shoes that were, they were not open like sandals, but not fully closed like a shoe. It was somewhere in between. And because it was a little chilly, I put some stockings, some pinky stockings with the white thing. Oh my God, I got eaten alive because apparently you don't wear stockings unless it's a fully closed shoe. And I'll never forget that day. It's like I was in year seven, but I got criticized and bullied so bad for, for what I was wearing. So when I realized a year later, that might be an energy block that's interfering with my relationships or with my um, relationship with money or whatever, you know, because I had a, a coach that I saw probably 10 years ago that helped me release all that. So you write in your journal. When I think about the day my friends laughed about me because of my hair or my clothes or whatever, I can feel and then you write all the motions. I feel anger. I feel humiliated. I feel upset. I feel resentful. I feel ashamed. I feel embarrassed. All of the motions. And then sometimes tears might come, whatever, and that's fine because we're allowing the motion to come up to the surface so we can release it. We, we must um, make it resurface so that we can release it. And then guess what? Now I can tell a story and I feel nothing because I've released all of the emotion, you know? Um, When I think about, I don't know, uh, someone that was raped in childhood or I can feel rage, hatred, blah, 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 and write all the emotions so that you allow to bring the emotions that have been stopped from situations that that happened in the past to release them and get them out because then your energy becomes lighter Now you become more confident. Now you're not seeking for external approval. Learning to say no as women, it's so important because so many times we say yes just because we want to be liked and approved and we're uncomfortable to say no when we don't want to do it. But guess what? It's worse because then you feel resentful that you have to do this thing that you committed to when you didn't want to do it in the first place. So again, it's creating emotional blockages, right? So it's like you want to go out to dinner, no, I'm sorry. I have another commitment. And I don't I don't have to tell you the reason or excuse or, you know, I'm tired. I want to study. I want to work. What? No, no, thank you. I have another commitment. And be okay. You know, in my retreats with my women, we do a lot of practice. And no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Just practicing to say no so that you're okay. But the more work that you do on yourself, releasing your emotions, doing a lot of mirror work or loving yourself. The more, as you said, because all of that has to come from within, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever, it is like, I want your presence in my life. I want your presence in my heart so that when you feel like the, the whole world is falling apart, you can just turn within to a minute of silence or prayer, meditation and find the strength within yourself. So you don't have to be like a puppy dog behind people looking for approval. You know, it all comes from within working on yourself, working on your mindset.
1: A true woman of strength and courage, truly, and the bravo that you talk about, right? We talk about manifestation in your dreams and being confident as a woman. And there's one thing I'm very curious about, which, you know, speaking alongside T. Half Ecker, learning from T. Half Ecker and you know, coming up with your own digital products because now, you know, Soul Rich Women, we are helping women to go from offline to online, creating their second income stream, pivoting their jobs, pivoting their careers right at this point. And how do you even, you know, really get yourself to sit down and do your book, A Messing, and then doing your online courses, which I saw on your website, you know, your digital courses. How do you even get started?
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, I don't like reading and I don't like writing. okay? So that's my disclaimer. So I love listening to audiobooks. That's how I put the good stuff in my mind because reading, I get distracted. First, I, I can't sit still. So after two pages, I'll be like, you know, finding something good. But if I'm at the gym or driving or cooking and just listening, that's good. Same with writing. I wanted to write my book years ago, but there's no way I could just sit there and write and write, write. So instead, I spoke it all. I actually created a 100-day amazing online academy where i did daily videos for 100 days you know just three to four minute videos where we address every area of your life from relationships and finances and career etc and every day gives you a task to do so today we're learning about blah 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 here's your thing to do and then because that that's the way you change habits permanently just by doing a little bit every day the stacks up so after 100 days You've, you've managed to make permanent change with your habits that support you for success. So after I recorded a hundred videos, a hundred days of a daily video, then I got my assistant to pull out the audio because I figure well, some people will be driving or on the train or whatever, so they can't watch the, the actual video. I don't want them to get distracted. So those that are more, uh, you know, auditory, they can just listen to there, and then we got it transcribe and we put the written so those that don't like video and audio they can read it so after i had all of that i'm like oh that's my book right there 100 days so we grabbed all of the transcripts and then i just worked on the editing and and all of the work so i didn't actually physically write it all i that's how i do most of my content like video and um and audio because because i love i'm very visual so and same right now you know i just added a new leg to my business now that everyone is pivoting to online um launching a, a new online business that its own personal development and mindset and so teaching other women to buy into the business opportunity so they can also start their own online business and, and again, what I love is that I can do it all virtually, you know, video call, uh, video calls, audio calls, and not having to write, not having to go out there to see people. And uh, it's just been wonderful.
1: And knowing that this is a part where you use recording, which is your video, your strength, which is your work on repurposing and then later on getting someone to transcribe, getting someone to put it into a book. I think this is quite an amazing journey that you have. So right now, what is your next big project that you are working on and we can look forward to?
0: Well, I'm really excited. It's, uh, I actually put it on sandybravo.com. And as I said to you, I just added this new leg to my business. So it's basically um, the creators of this is called Prosperity of Life, uh, Shaina Rachel Crowder. He's American. She's Australian. And so the just their business model, I think, is fascinating. So it's like if it was direct sales for personal development. So they have all of their online courses. They have only two live events every year. Obviously, this year is not going to happen, but next year, they're, they're, they're actually based in Thailand, very close to you. And so it's amazing because whenever you think, whenever you say the word direct sales, people think multi-level marketing, which are two complete different things. Because well, multi-level marketing is you're offering products, which are usually potions, lotions, and supplements, which I don't do and I don't like doing. Um, But second of all, you sell something and you hardly get paid anything because there's another hundred people on the multi-level that need to get paid. So you are working your butt off for nothing, right? So this is direct sales in the sense that the first two sales you make, whether they're retail or business opportunity, you pass them over to your director as a thank you because she took the time to train you into the business. But after that, Anything and everything you enroll, you sell is is for you. So you get to keep 80 to 90% of the profits, which, said you've been online for a while. So you know that's, you know, when you do affiliate marketing and all that, you'll be lucky. If you get 50%, that's really, really good. But normally you'll get 10%, right? So to get 80 to 90% of the profit. So that means every sell you're making, you get either $19,000 profit, US dollars, $5,000, or $2,000, $1,900. Um, $1,900. So, but the thing is for me, it's like, well, first of all, it's in personal development and mindset, which is my passion and it's what my business has been on for the last seven years. But for me, it was like, oh, instead of creating more content myself, more auto responders myself, bringing more people, more leads, and all of that. It's like, I don't have to worry about any of that. I can just offer the stuff that they have because I'm already in that business, in that industry. They already have all of their respondents and everything. So they basically say, there's two things you don't outsource, your personal development and your marketing. So they teach you to be a marketing maven where they literally, I just finished doing all my training for the Facebook ads, the Google ads, the LinkedIn ads, and, and all of that. So that all you're doing is promoting and then people that want what you have, they come to you and then you interview them to see if they're a good fit. If you want to work with them or not completely different to the old days where they told you go and nag all of your friends and family and go and be pushy on them and offer, you know, which is like offering meat to vegetarians, complete different business model. I'm really excited. So um, I'm going all in with that because I think it's just a, uh, a uh, complementation to my business and to what I am already doing. And uh, you, you can read more about it on sandybravo.com. I'm very excited about that new new venture.
1: We're definitely going to put these links into the show notes, which is at sandybravo.com. Okay, so you must definitely go check it out. So, San- San- Sandra, so what is to you a soul-rich woman? Who is to you a soul-rich woman? What is to you a soul-rich woman?
0: A soul rich woman for me is a woman that is accomplished, a woman that is doing what she loves, a woman that has the freedom to be herself. There's nothing worse than living a life of being in jail, pretending to be who you're not trying to please everyone else. You know, so I think that is not only just financial wealth, but it's all of the freedom. Because, you know, what's the other thing, Ganesha, to get to to financial freedom, you got to grow yourself to the level. That, that vibration of energy of financial freedom, you know what I mean? So it's allowing you to become free in terms of your emotions, your relationships and everything else. It's allowing you to become abundant and wealthy. So a soul-rich woman, it's a woman that lives a life in her own terms.
1: Oh, I love that. And we always talk about the F word, right? For women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and family. Which is your favorite F word out of the four?
0: Freedom, for sure, freedom.
1: <laughs> I
0: think. And, and why? Why is that? Why? Why is freedom your favorite F word? <laughs> think about it. If you have financial independence, you have freedom of time and money. You have freedom to go when, wherever you want with whoever you want. Most of the times, not during COVID, but usually, you know, I can jump in a plane and go to Europe, go to Mexico with friends, family, etc. If you have um, uh, freedom, you are able to spend quality time with your family. You know, I can go to Mexico and stay for a month or two because I don't have to rush back. I can have quality time with my kids. So I, I feel that um, freedom encompasses everything else. You know, like I, I, I am free because I am fabulous. Why am I fabulous? Only because I am myself, because you're yourself, you're unique. As long as you give yourself permission to be yourself, you're already fabulous. And, um, you know, when you have financial independence and your family, then you're free to enjoy all of that. So I feel that freedom encompasses everything else and it's something that you have the, the power and the control to do within yourself.
1: What is the one advice you will give to a woman in our community to kick her ass off sitting on the fence of being confident, finding her own inner strength and chasing after her dreams?
0: Well, here's a very good question. If you do nothing to change right now, if you don't take any action, think about your life in five years or 10 years from now. All the things you're going to miss out on. How miserable, lonely, broke you're going to be. Sitting on that porch thinking, oh, my God, I wish I had. Oh, my God, if I only. You know, but by then it's too late so now is the time and in 30 days from now you'll be so glad you started today in a year from now in five years, you'll be so glad you started today you know i'm so glad i got up when harvard offered that opportunity to. because i was shaking i was petrified i didn't know how i was going to pay it off my husband was going to kill me when i went home to tell him i just put this on the credit card but you know what i am so glad i did it because think about how different my life would be right now i would still be stuck in a full-time job working 10 12 hours a day six seven days a week or even worse because of what happened with with COVID, i would have been laid off from the travel industry from the travel agency right so i would have missed out in all of the magical moments i've had with my kids being able to attend their competitions and their games and drive them here and there. i would have missed out on all of the amazing trips that i've had i've been to 42 countries i'm 42 years old i've been to 42 countries my kids have been to 16 countries each and they're only 10 and 13 and we've had amazing five star holidays beautiful hotels experiences business class flights being able to go to mexico two three times a year i would have missed out on all of that all of the, the the women and men that i've been able to empower and to assist over the years if i hadn't made the decision to take action nearly 10 years ago so what's that decision that you got to take today to move you forward, to give you the life that you deserve to have? Because you can sit here and hate the rest of your life because you didn't do anything about it. Or you can just sit here in a week, in a month, in a year from now and look back and go, I am so glad I got it started that day.
1: Wow. I have one more, one more question, okay? It's about public speaking. A lot of women fear public speaking you know getting them especially now you have a lot of zoom calls happening and they have to learn to present themselves and to be the person that they are how do women do find their authentic voice
0: well um i think ganicia that sadly there's many courses out there that teach public speaking and they teach you to be who you're not They teach you to mimic someone else or to do, and that's where it all goes wrong. Because think about it. How many times you've heard someone speak or say something, you know, maybe not in a public speaking scenario, and it sounds fantastic, but there's something inside of you that you go, oh, I don't know. And that's your intuition telling you that person is not being authentic. And then these people that you hear and you just totally resonate with them and go, wow, that's a person who's authentic. So the, I don't I don't teach it anymore, but I used to do my signature speech where instead of teaching them how to speak, I helped them release the layers of wounded emotions and crap that they were carrying that stopped them from being able to show their authenticity. When you get rid of all the crap you're carrying, all of a sudden, Guess what? The layer's clear, so now people can connect with you and can see your authenticity. And this is the thing: the more real, the more vulnerable, the more it is your own story. I'm actually mentoring. I don't know, you guys in Asia have the keynote um, speakers association for women or something. So, as part of my volunteer work, I I volunteer as a mentor. So, I mentor a few of the ladies that go through that program, which is a non for profit that you guys have been. uh, I think it's in Singapore. And um, you know, one of the ladies was working on her speech and she just couldn't get to it. So the more I talked to her and we peeled some of the layers and got to the court, I'm like, oh, is that what you went through? Why are you so scared to share that story? And last night she sent me the new version of her speech, the five-minute speech. Oh my God, it touched my heart when I was reading it. She's gonna present it in front of me next week so I can give a feedback. But just reading it, I was like, oh my God, this is so powerful and beautiful. Because now it was the role authentic self sharing her real story and all the pain that she kept trying to hide it's like it's okay you've made mistakes you've done things that you're ashamed of you've you've been through failure share it that's what makes her authentic and the moment that you get nervous about publicly speaking or sharing your message is because you're being selfish you, you you're worrying about yourself and what am I going to look like what are they going to think it's not about you It's about them. The moment that you get out of your own head and you focus on your audience, how are they feeling? What are they thinking? How can I serve them? All of a sudden, it changes the perspective because you're not focused on you anymore. You focus on who can you make a difference on today. And guess what? The fear disappears because it has nothing to do with you, it has to do with the people that you're serving. And we're all here to serve.
1: Yes. Love your people more than you love your product and love. The message more than you deserve, you know, everything else really just look beyond that, right? Go beyond the self. How can my audience reach you?
0: Uh, they can get in touch, uh, in um, sandybravo.com. You can enter your details or um, Sandra, um, Sandra Bravo TV. Yeah, you have it there. That's perfect. Sandra Bravo TV also has a contact tab in there that you can contact me, and I'm on all social media. You can find me, we're here on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Um, so it's easy and I would love to hear from you.
1: I love that. You know, I have so much, so many pieces of the sticky notes over here. I've written down so much learnings today. Well, Sandra, you are truly inspirational. You're truly amazing. I really want to appreciate you for taking your time for doing this interview. And for our listeners today, well, I just want to say we're going to put it all the links into the show notes. So do remember to check out how to connect with Sandra and also with her latest p- project that is also uh, she's going to do as well.
0: Thank you for having me, Ganesh. It's been an honour and I want to um, honour you because you know what? The best teachers are the best Uh, students and and I saw you taking so much notes and you're an amazing teacher you do amazing things out there empowering women and you know you're one of those people that is always learning because the more you learn the more you can offer to your people so I honor you for being an amazing teacher and a student and it's been a pleasure have uh, being here with you so thank you for having me
1: Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so honoured that we are connected and I hope that I can continue to serve you as you build your dreams. And if you love this episode, and I hope that you did, rate it five stars. Give us that glowing review because it will help more women around the world finding the Soul Rich Woman podcast. Alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable.